listening to The Wilder Podcast. Episode 12 with Carly Morgan Gross. Hey everybody, I'm back! (laughs) Did you like that little intro I gave you? Sorry, I'm kind of tilting my head so my voice is a little off, but... Today's episode is with Carly Morgan Gross, a.k.a. a goddess, a.k.a. my favorite person to follow on the internet, a.k.a. someone's work who has touched me so deeply, and I'm just so grateful for her, and I'm so freaking pumped that you guys are going to get this like free hour of just juicy content in which you can probably change your own life. So that's amazing. So cool. In this episode, I definitely asked a bunch of like personal questions just because the topics that we discuss, sexuality, sensuality, things like that, um, are usually things that we harbor kind of like hesitation toward. And this is definitely an area where we, we have limiting beliefs where we tell ourselves that, oh, we just, I'm just not a sexy woman, or oh, just sex is just not my thing. Like, it's just a guy's thing. It's not my thing. Those are limiting beliefs. And we really do get in the habit of telling ourselves these things. And maybe we haven't even given ourselves a try. Like, we haven't even tried to really get to know what we like. Sorry, I had to close my door. My dogs are just like going crazy out there. And it's distracting me from flowing with you guys and just really pouring my heart out. (laughs) I should have more episodes where I just talk to you because I feel like you're actually sitting in front of me listening to me. But anyway, this episode is uber juicy. And if it's ever something that you have written off, sexuality and sensuality that is, if it's ever something that you've written off in your life, this episode is probably going to change so much shit for you. Not even kidding. I mean, even me. I've already changed so much in my life. I've already grown so much. And this episode like blew my mind. (sighs) Oh, I just got really pumped up on that. (laughs) Okay, so sorry for the hiatus announcements. These are my announcements. I'm so sorry for the hiatus, everyone. But for those of you who do not know and don't maybe just like, maybe you just found this podcast. Maybe you saw it on someone else's post you don't know who I am I've taken like a two-week podcast break and before that I took another like two-week podcast break the first podcast break was because I was pregnant and I couldn't really handle anything I was just so moody and weird and all over the place and then the second break was because I had a miscarriage and that makes me emotional just bringing it up it's really weird I have had a really okay week two weeks yesterday was my birthday and that was a lot of fun and this podcast episode really changed a lot of stuff for me I don't know I just became way more present and I was way just felt it just felt better and it gave me more things to focus on and I was able to change some things up in my life um take care of myself rest I'm just not I'm not a rester I like to work out I like to um stay busy. I like to bake. I like to just like to stay busy. I like to sleep, I guess, but I'm not like, you will not catch me sitting on the couch during the day. I will not be doing that. 
But, I mean, I don't know. That also sounds like a limiting belief. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in the past, that's how I've always been. And I have made so many shifts this past month, um, especially being pregnant and just, like, realizing I couldn't keep up with this this lifestyle that I was leading where I was just, like, busy and pumped up and going and going and going. And even just, like, eating super fresh and clean 24-7 and just, like, I don't know. I just – I kind of got burnt out and a lot of things weren't tasting good. A lot of things I was doing weren't sustainable for this pregnancy that I was envisioning. And so I cut back on a lot of that stuff. And, and then with the miscarriage, it's been even more physically traumatic than I anticipated. It's a very physical experience. I don't think anybody prepares you for that, especially if, if you have been pregnant for a couple of months. It's not like you just had a heavy period like that people say. It's really not like that. It wasn't like that for me. I mean, it's been two weeks and I'm still going through the physical process. I mean, my hormones are still bizarre. I mean, not to be nasty, but my the bleeding is still happening. There's just a bunch going on. And I just don't think that miscarriages or losing children should be taboo because one, it helps to connect with women who are going through the same thing because literally you feel like you're overreacting for even giving a shit. Or at least I did. I'm like, I should not care about this. This is not a big deal. It was never a baby. It does not matter. And I could tell myself that a billion times over. I can rationalize and rationalize and like apologize for crying for no reason or, you know, whatever. I had already told everyone and... I never believed in the 12 week. Just wait till you're 12 weeks. Now I was like, I'm going to tell everybody. I'm so pumped up. I told everyone in my life and I was waiting to tell the internet. And then I found out that I was miscarrying, but that's all on my blog post about it. But yeah, I'm just saying that that's what's been going on with me. And, um, there are some amazing shifts that I've made. As I mentioned, I have been doing so much amazing self-care since this podcast. And, um, I'm also just feeling way more balanced. With this pregnancy, I did gain some weight already. Like, some people don't, but I did in the first trimester. And um, I have had a hard time with that, especially, like, just, like, not even being pregnant anymore. That's – it's just – it's weird. Um, And naturally, you want to just become more active and clean up your lifestyle and stuff like that, but I'm just not even – approaching that mindset I'm just staying with you know just everything will balance out just trust yourself trust your body and I definitely if anybody is out there going through a similar thing I encourage you to do the same thing this is not the time to put your body through any more bullshit like you really need to just nurture yourself rest and just really enjoy this strange experience you don't have to enjoy it that sounds like it's a weird word but just take it in and be present for it because you need to feel these emotions that you can move forward. And whether you journal or whether you talk about it, like with me, it's talking about it. Journaling is just like I just vomit words on my blog. I'd rather do that. So, um, yeah, I can't – I'm talking kind of quietly, but the mic is on really loud. So it sounds like I'm really like shaky and like crying. I'm really not. Um, I'm just trying to be quiet. I love you guys. I am taking up a lot of time. I don't even know how long I've been talking. It could have been like 30 minutes. I have no idea. But I want to go ahead and let you dive into this interview with Carly Morgan Gross. Um, I love you guys. Remember that you can always donate to the podcast. I don't currently have a sponsor for the podcast. Um, 
but a donation would really, 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 really help. I kind of just (laughs) haven't been interviewing a ton of people. I haven't had a ton of means to do so. I was in the process of looking for sponsors and then (laughs) life happened and I just never got around to it. But I am working towards it and I am super passionate about this podcast. So if you're out there and you're an expert in a field and you really would want to be on the podcast or you have a friend who is an expert in the field and has, you know, credentials and stuff like that and like, or just a badass and has an awesome story, let me know. Email me at wldrnessa at gmail.com. I love you guys and enjoy this. Sorry for the long, totally long thing. I am a mind-body nutritionist and self-care alchemist, as I like to say, but in general, <laughs> the the labels that we give ourselves never amount to what it is that we do. Uh, so in, in general, I really, my work is to help women feel really freaking good inside of their bodies um, so that they can go out into the world and do what they love to do. And my work is different because I don't focus on solely appearance, appearance-based feeling good in your body, but true from the inside out, and that is mentally, physically, and spiritually. So that's really, that's kind of about me, but how I got into this is a long story, uh, but I guess the gist of it is that when I was growing up, I, like, it starts when I was growing up, I never felt enough, um, I always felt just like I needed to say things differently, look differently, and just never felt like I measured up to the people around me. And I always, I really did carry that with me, and I just felt like I'm too different, I'm too sensitive. I never really had, like, I never really felt like I had great friends. Um, so that was, like, the not enoughness piece. And then moving forward, I got really sick when I was in college. My hair fell out. And I, like, couldn't digest one piece of food, and I just, I just, I couldn't go out. Um, And so that's when I really started learning and studying holistic nutrition and cleansing of all kinds. And I, I got really passionate about holistic nutrition and healing the body physically at that point. But what happened was I, even though I made a lot of progress with my physical health, I started, there was a point where that kind of made a 180 turn and I started picking up a binge eating habit and emotional eating and that really all stemmed from this place of restriction and deprivation around food Um, and I was really tied to what my body looked like still from the beginning and so it all got into this mess where I was actually um, a health coach at the time and I was helping people with food but I felt crazy around food myself um, and so I realized that I also actually had to, and it was my my journey and my mission to help women who do feel that craziness around food, um, eat, despite really trying to eat well and be healthy and eat clean and all that stuff, all good intentions and all good stuff, but something gets in the way, um, this deprivation factor with food physically or um, spiritually or just pleasure in general deprivation, um, which is really one of the things that I had to learn. Um, so yeah, that's really what brought me to where I am 
today because I really went on my own journey of healing my physical mm -hmm. body and then mentally and then really creating a, a spiritual connection in that journey. And so it's my my gift and my my mission to spread that and to bring that to women who are feeling kind of lost and powerless within their own skin. Beautiful. And like mm -hmm. when I when you were talking, I was thinking because it is there is so much magic in cleansing the body with food. I'm a health coach, so like I totally get that too. There mm -hmm. is so much, but if it is coming from like that place of deprivation or that place of like lack or not enough and it's just you know like it's so hard to do any healing when there is no love invested in the healing mm -hmm. you know yeah and usually with that there's no love present there's probably a lot of stress present and that's what really leads us into the binges and the every everything like all the addictions um whether that's being addicted to restriction and and calorie counting and all that stuff really if there's no love present there's stress present it just replaces it and so we really have to flip that switch and come back and let go detoxify actually not only the body but we need to detoxify our mind of what we believe is true for our bodies and for the way a woman should look or should whatever right mm -hmm. looking at all of our shoulds um around our body and around health um you know a lot of my clients we get into this because they say it's like the biggest blessing sometimes when someone just tells them oh you're tired rest right it's like no you don't have adrenal fatigue and there's something wrong with you <laughs> like maybe but maybe you just need to take a nap, right? Yeah. And that's such a blessing for some people to because with so much information on online that you can read, you can get to a place where I got, which is like that disordered eating place of like trying to be really healthy, but just taking it way too far, so obsessed, always researching and just making your life about it when life is about so much more and your health and nutrition and all of that is just there to support whatever you want to do in life. Yeah. Well, you said a piece just now about something that I've never really thought about or like ever come mm -hmm. across, but you said addicted to deprivation or mm -hmm. restriction or whatever. I think you said deprivation, but, and, and I know you have such an amazing um, message of like self-care and mm -hmm. um, pleasure and stuff, which is something that like, and I think a lot of women do obviously like have this, this like, <laughs> I don't deserve any of that kind of mentality. And I'm mm -hmm. sure that you're really familiar with it with your clients. But is that kind of, do you feel like that pleasure and that like addicted to deprivation, do you think they're kind of like connected? Like you don't feel like you deserve pleasure. Mm. So you feel like you should deprive yourself of different things mm. in different ways. Yeah, definitely. I mean, traditionally, when we're in the place of deprivation and restriction and I got to be skinnier and I got to do this and that, we're really in the place of like, we're trying to make ourselves less and the body is the place where we think that we can control. And so when other things are out of our control, maybe stuff is going on at home or with uh, our partner or at work um, and then... We get stressed, we get kind of um, 
funky about that and we don't know what to do we don't have the the emotional capacity to really look at that to really look at oh i'm not enjoying my life right now oh i'm not living my purpose oh i'm not expressing myself oh i'm not consciously communicating oh right like all of these mm-hmm. things that are really hard to look at and then we go to our body oh i can change my body and then everything else will work itself out right so we think that the body is you know the body is a piece it's mm-hmm. not the puzzle it's it's just a piece of the puzzle and so that's what we really uh really need to bring it back to wow it really is just a piece and it is hard <laughs> it is hard because it is like the one piece that's easiest to focus on i mean even for like those of us that have you know healed our relationships with our body and are like kind of always doing maintenance and work and stuff yeah. you know to try to like keep that connection it's so it's like the first thing that can like walk out the door when things get shitty you know like it's so easy to be like well you know like to to just focus on your body and like see bad things or what bad quote bad or feel Mm. weird things or yeah obsess over different things and not rest and kind of just try to like put all of the negative in your body or blame your body or different things I feel like there is that like (laughs) this it sucks but there is this like lack of trust for our bodies Mm -hmm. and it's it's so hard to put that to rest especially like you said with the information out there and it's just such an easy thing to focus on yeah and that that I totally understand and I and for me um and I, I just wrote a post about this actually but I really relate that of like always being in that judgment mode, comparison mode, like what it, what's wrong with my body today mode um, to a lack of or a, um, what is the word, like a, a sense of removal of the power or the feminine side inside of ourselves. And that side is, you know, powerful and wise and sensual and connected to nature connected to her heart connected to the universe quote-unquote spiritual if you want to go there um and so that's why if we want to get into self-care and talking about self-care that's really the self-care that I speak of because it's not just like you know there are self-care practices for that are great for the body like taking uh salt baths and things of that sort but really, if we really want to get out of our head um, and get out of that judgment and comparison mode and all of that, it's my question to everyone listening is how can you actually get, like, reconnect with your feminine side, reconnect with your spiritual side, both those two aspects of yourself, because those two aspects of yourself know that you're divine, perfect, sexy, all that, just as you are right now. Because the feminine in you just wants to be explored and expressed and creative, and the spiritual in you wants to just be, right? Like the spiritual wants to uh, watch and to surrender and, and that. And so that's why really I the work that I do connects women back into those two aspects of themselves so that they can you know, we can choose to to relate to ourselves in those ways rather than 
in the way of this is just my body today and I have to love my body today and like really stuck in the physical realm, uh, which can be really challenging. It's hard to have a body and we do have pains and aches and uh, we get bloated and we you know, we have headaches sometimes, right? Like that mm-hmm. that's kind of normal, but how can we actually move past that and get to a space where that's not controlling how we feel about ourselves? Okay, so this is kind of, <laughs> this is something that I am, I'm like, yeah, I can take an Epsom salt bath, but sometimes, yeah, it's hard <laughs> for me to take do the deeper work and I'm gonna be honest like and everybody out there I'm sure you're like you know Carson you're always honest okay but I mean like (laughs) with something like this this is actually something that has been always kind of on the back burner for me and Mm -hmm. it would be my sensuality and my like I guess it's something I haven't like dived into really and I'm sure a lot of women kind of are like the same way like when you're speaking of our feminine power and our feminine energy and um, th- that part of us, why do you think it is that we push that away? Mm. Because throughout history, women have been like shunned and made fun of and um, it hasn't been okay like it throughout history it hasn't been okay to express that side of ourselves and so we often carry with us like a deep-seated fear of what that what it even means to be sensual or to be sexual or to have that energy run and course through our cells right it's mm-hmm. kind of like uh it's just a deep-seated um limited belief i would say it's not really a fear like i wouldn't say that women are fearful of that side of themselves but kind of a belief of that's just not me right now right like I can't even tell you how many I just said that yeah (laughs) I just said that everyone tell you how many of my clients have come to me and just (laughs) I just don't I just don't feel that so that's just it but the thing is is that you don't feel that because you're not awakening it within you like you have the power in you to actually say oh no I actually am gonna this is part of my work and I want to feel that I want to feel my Shakti I want to feel my essence I want to feel um that because that is power that is creativity that is beauty that is um so much in life um and it's it's within every single woman and man but um you know it's like that feminine aspect in all of us and and we all have it we just have to set out to bring it up and to awaken it because just saying just saying oh it's just i just don't have it it's it's just it's not my it's thing not yeah that's like saying you know like that's like someone saying to you like oh yeah just vegetables i just don't like them they're just not my thing it's like no they're probably all human things yeah we don't know it yet <laughs> when we don't know it <laughs> oh my gosh just thinking of like my sexual parts as being veggies is like really funny um <laughs> um Okay, so, okay, but back to what we were just talking about besides, like, my, you know, cucumbers and zucchinis. I guess those aren't, like, female (laughs) parts. (laughs) I don't know. I can't think of anything. I don't know. Peaches. Sweet sweet potato. Peaches. (laughs) (laughs) I snorted. I'm snorting. Okay, Um, because this is, like, okay, and I guess, okay, so 
<laughs> being okay so working towards awakening this energy is it still okay to laugh at stuff like that is that still okay it's not like you oh don't have to God. be so serious but i don't you know what i mean like some people like think that oh no i'm just being immature i don't get it i'm not sexual oh no i'm laughing at my vagina <laughs> being a sweet potato <laughs> you know um so it's okay to like I guess there is no right or wrong. It's just another one of those things of the human experience where you experience everything differently. Okay. Yeah, it's all it's all a part of it and you know awakening that side of yourself. It's it's not necessarily always sexy either. Like it doesn't have to be sexy all the time, but it's a it's a it's a, a knowing, like a power and just like um you know sometimes connecting with your partner is not always going to be like hot and sexy and whatever. Sometimes it's like healing and it's beautiful and slow, right? Like we, mm-hmm. we have like these different energies. And so it's the same within ourselves. Like we don't have to always feel like sexy every day and everything we do has sexiness to Dripping it, right? with sexy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And... Um, so I had a lot of food stuff prepared, but I feel like we should, I'm really like curious about this more. So I'm probably going to dig a little bit more into this, if that's okay, just because I am so, and I've listened to some podcasts with you and I obviously follow your work and I, I'm like all up in it, but yeah, that is, so I'm just, now I'm thinking in a societal way and you did mention like, we we feel that way because we have been suppressed and pushed down and I feel like some of some people may mistaken cuz you know feminism and equality and things like that like don't you know don't be too feminine because then you know you're you know you're backing down a little bit and you're making them think that we can't do everything and and I and I know I I can understand but how would you express that this feminine energy is still powerful? It is still, you know, wonderful. It, it but it's just unique and it doesn't make us less than. Mm, yeah. Well, I think that the best way to describe this, especially cuz I think that it would relate to a lot of the women listening and this is just how, what I feel in my own journey is that when I was in that place of um, kind of funk with food and my body and just in the traps around that really my like my savior was getting into this piece around sensuality and sexuality within my own body and self because you know we think as a society that we need to get the result and do all this and then partake in pleasure but really Pleasure is a whole piece of the puzzle. And so instead of looking outside of myself for energy and for health, I started looking inside of myself for for all of that. And, and really uh, expressing that changed not only the way I feel in my skin and in my body, but just and the way I see speak to her, the way I relate to my body, um, the way I honor myself around other people. And it's, it healed also like my relationship to food. And there's, there are actually a lot of studies too. Uh, back in the day, there were, um, uh, anorexic clinics and they used to, 
Uh, I, I don't exactly know how, but they used to have them like self-pleasure and they started healing anorexia through self-pleasuring and it's, it changes our hormones, it changes our chemistry if we want to get into that aspect of it, but ultimately it reconnects you to yourself, which is what every woman wants, right? Like, don't you want to be just like know yourself, connect to yourself, um, and just feel really like full, not full of yourself, that sounds funny, but just (laughs) you're bright, like your light is full. And I think that when we um, keep looking outside of ourselves for the pill or the answer or the diet, we're, we're, we're decreasing and we're, we're, our vibration, like our energetic space around ourselves is actually going down. And so when we tap into this, we're actually filling ourselves up and we're increasing that vibration to the point where we can be in a space of self-love. Okay, so you kind of, what you just said at the very end kind of answered what I was about to go into. But yeah, I feel like it's really common and I'm sure you see it a lot with your clients for women to feel as if they will get there but they have to lose X amount of pounds mm-hmm. or they want to have the dream body or even have a partner. I feel like you, mm-hmm. is there is there like this under, I feel like there's a general understanding that you can't be sexy or have like a sexual relationship with yourself or you know what I mean? Like have those feel, and I'm not talking, I'm not like specifically talking about masturbation because that's what it sounds like I'm saying, but do you know what I mean? Like I'm saying mm-hmm. like just feeling your sensuality being comfortable with your body, knowing your body, getting to know your body, mm-hmm. but feeling like you have to wait for either the pounds or wait for the partner mm-hmm. to really like get to know that aspect of the piece, that piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's basically every single person. Yeah. Um, you know, like we all hold those beliefs of when this, then that, when this, then that. And this is a huge one, right? We think, you know, oh, I just don't, I don't feel good. Even, you know, it even happens with with people's partners. Like, they just lose their sex drive because I don't feel good enough in my body. And mm-hmm. that's like, ooh, that's like the woman that I would need to talk to because <laughs> that is right there, um, you know, it's simply a disconnection from self. And it's a belief in a power outside of self. Like, when, right, like, when I get the weight off, then I will – But that's not going to happen because you have the power right now. Everyone does have the power right now. And unless you, until you realize that, you're constantly going to be on a search of wanting and it's, you're never going to be like fulfilled within your own body, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. constantly going to be striving and striving and striving. And I find that when women make the connection to, sensuality whether it is self-pleasure or getting onto a yoga mat and moving their hips to to like yummy music or making rituals and lighting candles and all of that stuff and getting into that essence they can drop in and they can surrender and they can start letting go of all of this around needing to be perfect because it's just really dropping into the moment and yeah well Okay, so I was just about you again. You were like reading my mind from states away. I was because I was going to go into like, so how does how does she move forward? You know, like with this information, how can she? Like, are there tips to besides obviously working with you 
because I mean mm-hmm. that would be a very customized tip but um mm-hmm. <laughs> just to like make steps today to kind of play with that concept and like kind of explore that part of you and you mentioned yoga um and kind of like creating different rituals mm-hmm. would you say those are just kind of like some easy ways to kind of feel it out yeah um also stand in front of the naked the mirror naked like be comfortable with your body naked i know so many women who are not comfortable in their naked bodies and we are naked at birth like it's just our natural state and your body is free and beautiful um without clothing without a bra without all of these things and so get really comfortable with your naked body um Maybe even, you know, I'll have my clients do mirror work, naked mirror work, just like stand in front of the mirror and like touch your skin and like look at yourself and just um, send yourself like affirmations in that moment. Like, oh yeah, I am sexy. I am beautiful. Um, Even if you don't feel it in the moment, even if it's really challenging and hard and you're like, oh, I don't want to say this right now. But just like anything else, and I also teach like some energy work, um, which is part of the self-care course that I run. But just like with any of that, it's just a practice. And it might not feel awesome the first time you do it, uh, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to work. Just I'm sure you've all, listening to this, read an affirmation or written down an inf- affirmation and just felt like, no, that's not that's not really mm-hmm. it. It's not working. Um, but... Um, you know, there's there's many reasons to that. One is that it's not grounded into the physical body. So that's why our touch comes in handy a lot. So if you really want to feel confident and comfortable in your skin, then then touch your body while you speak affirmations to yourself. Like, I feel really good in my skin while touching your body, while like touching your stomach, which is the area where so many women have lots of shame. Um, so yeah, touch your body and look at your body naked like be in your rawness wherever you are and and make it your intention or commitment to to like fall in love with yourself and it takes time right it's not like I mean I don't know it could be overnight for some people but I'm I'm (laughs) thinking some people are out there probably going like oh my gosh I'm so intimidated (laughs) like that's gonna be so hard and I'm sure it could bring up some really hard emotions for some of you but I mean, it could eventually lead to a growth that, you know, is unparalleled and then you don't have to go back, you know, like you can know this, you can feel this, you can work towards this even and be better, you know, not better like a you know, better person, but just like be fuller, feel more, you know, like you have more to hang on to when it comes to, you know, self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel more alive like yeah and and that's really what everyone wants or, you know like we say we want this perfect body or whatever it is we want but really we want to feel alive we want to feel joyful we want to feel ourselves we want to feel radiant um and sometimes we need to step out of our own way and say like okay i have a belief that i'm gonna tell myself right now it's false like I have been believing all along that I need the body first right and then you really have to break that you really have to say okay no I'm gonna I understand that what I want is joy what I want is pleasure what I want is whatever 
and then do what it takes to get there. And that doesn't have to mean a diet. It really, you can take the, the more challenging step, right? And let go of the, the diet that just has been keeping you on and off and feeling stuck and stagnant for so long. Okay, so I feel like there is this one thing that can prevent women from moving forward with something like this. Like hearing us talk about it, they're probably like, well, I couldn't do that because I have a husband who whatever, or I have a wife who whatever, or, you know, who might not support that, or I don't have friends that would support that, or in general, just struggling with that vulnerability. And I've heard you speak on vulnerability before. Mm. And do you... Why do you think that it is <laughs> that we have this like resistance? Like even I spoke on this kind of, and this is my own personal thing. I have this resistance. I like being vulnerable. I like I like to tell my truth, but I have this resistance towards people's sympathy. Does that make sense? Like I have this. I don't. I have this vulnerable. Like I like I am okay being vulnerable, but then I don't want to be like one on one vulnerable. Like I don't want to like do the eye contact, talk about like why they mm. feel bad and what you know things like that. And I feel like some people probably feel the same way with their body. Like they don't feel comfortable being vulnerable enough to be like, "Hey, honey, I'm going to start spending some extra time in the bathroom for those who have partners." You know, spending some mm-hmm. extra time in the bathroom, maybe like looking at my body kind of working through this um Mm -hmm. so that i can show up and be there the way that i want to be for you or like in the vulnerability when it comes to sex and like not (laughs) being comfortable with that in itself and that taking away from the experience you know yeah so for anyone who has a partner you have to know that the more comfortable you are with yourself and with your own body, the deeper amount of intimacy you can create with your lover. Um, And if you're scared of how your body looks or you're judging your body or you're not, you don't really know your body and what you, what gives you pleasure and what, how your body, like just knowing your body, self-knowing, right? If you don't have that, then you're going to have a less intimate experience with your partner. And so I would say that it's not that you have to do this work so that you can show up for your partner, but that like you really want to, to know yourself, to create more pleasure in your life. Um, Because that's, again, what we really want. Um, And... Yeah, I mean, it's it works for, for the partner as well because then they feel more, um, they can drop in deeper as well. Like we, the quote, we walk each other, we all, we're all walking each other home, right? So mm-hmm. if we are doing our own work, then we're helping our partner as well. Um, and so it can be the biggest blessing. Do you feel like, it's harder for a woman to change things when she already does have a partner or do you feel like being alone i feel like i'm thinking in terms of like possibly feeling like completely solid with yourself and knowing yourself and getting to know yourself before you meet a partner and then have i'm not saying that they would have like a perfect relationship physically or anything like that but like maybe it would make it a little bit easier or i don't know i mean 
it could be easier to have support and already have somebody tell you that you're awesome and you're sexy and you're all of these <laughs> things. So I guess it's different for everyone. But yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that question kind of fizzled itself out because <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I think everybody's different. <laughs> you were just thinking. I was just talking out loud. Um, <laughs> thinking out loud, I mean. Um, wow, I really like love talking about that because it's just something that I uh, and I'm not gonna say that. Nope. <laughs> I, you know, you know what I was about to say. I was gonna be like, because it's just not my thing. <laughs> no. Oh, it, there you go. Yeah. Good job. I'm trying to be better about doing that because I do it with everything, and I it's a limiting belief. And I guess I just never really, I never really knew even what that meant in in my own life. You know, I'm like, what my limiting beliefs are, and mm-hmm. um. I just listened to Maddie Moon just had a podcast about this and I've heard I've I've heard it before but I just yesterday you know when you really are in the zone with with listening to either podcasts or reading information or even like being with a coach and you're just like whoa this is actually sinking in today like this Mm. is this is clicking way faster I'm not like picking this up days later this is happening now I was kind Mm. of like that with with this podcast and she did say in the podcast that I'm not just not a sexual person and that that was one of her limiting beliefs. And I was like, oh, shit, I cannot wait. <laughs> I can't wait to do this tomorrow. Um, And I'm a pretty confident person when it comes to like the things I am like passionate about and into and I can speak on and I can coach people on. And then it comes to that. And then I have, you know, my questions, but I'm feeling good about this. Um. Well, I should move on to some of my other thoughts, but I mean, if you have, I, they are all connected, so it's not like I'm really jumping around, you know, I mean, yeah. so you mentioned that it's really easy for women when they are trying to focus on, well, for when they aren't trying to focus on their sensuality and their sexuality and their they're kind of putting it off and like putting it on a diet like ah, well maybe whenever I finish this diet and I do lose this weight and I just want to talk to you about something that I was reading of yours and why I mean there are so many psychological reasons why diets don't work but mm-hmm. some people don't can't connect with that as much as the actual physical ways that diets will not work for you in the long run. And I know that you just did this piece on it and I found it amazing. So yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts on why diets don't work. Cause I agree. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I, and I think I say this in the piece, but there's nothing inherently wrong with a quote unquote diet. Um, if it's, you know, with real food, if it's not like fake a hundred calorie chemical stuff, mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing inherently wrong with following a plan or getting advice or or shifting your choices to healthier alternatives. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. Um, what goes wrong is when we create for ourselves a diet mentality. And so by that, that means that we are attaching our emotions and how we feel about ourselves um, to how well we did that day on said diet. And so this is when things get really go wrong, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, there's something wrong with eating well and following a plan that some people need a plan, you know, some people really need that to get going on a, on a sort of healthier way of living. However, 
if you are attaching everything, right? Like Mm -hmm. you suck, you need to do better tomorrow, you get sad or depressed or anxious if you don't stick to the plan, then that's when it goes south. Um, So that's really, that's the whole diet mentality thing. But in terms of the physical, what happens when we diet is we turn on the stress response in, in the body that says store fat right? The Mm -hmm. body says, oh, we're going to restrict now. So I better store onto all this fat and I better slow down my metabolism because you know what? Like there's not that much food coming in. And even if there still is food coming in, if you have that diet mentality and in your mind, you're still restricting in your mind, you're telling yourself, oh, I shouldn't eat that. I shouldn't eat that. That is stressful. And so still you're slowing your metabolism with that diet mentality. And so what happens? 98% of people who diet gain the weight back and more. 98%. And that's because of this. That's because of this deprivation and this restriction um, that, number one, slows down your metabolism and kind of creates a, a disharmony in the hormonal system. And then you know, by the time you are like sick of it and you're like, I just don't want to do this anymore and you want to eat again, then you're going to gain that weight back and then probably some more because your metabolism has just slowed down. And so this is really prevalent with a lot of my clients and it's really hard for them because then when we really work on true body love and uh, intuitive eating and eating in harmony with your health and all of that and listening to your body, it's hard because they will probably gain weight, especially if I'm working with a client with an eating disorder, right? Mm -hmm. They are going to gain weight initially and that's where it gets tricky, um, but that's where the self-care practices come in handy so, so, so much to get us out of that space of it's all about weight, it's all about weight, it's all about weight, because really it's all about feeling good, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so, yeah. So how, let's take a client or just a woman, whoever, like a listener, who is obviously in this like restrictive kind of like, I don't know, X amount of calories a day, calorie counting, you know, kind of watching that, feeling a little lost, and she's hearing us say, you know, well, if you get off it, then you are going to gain this weight. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, I'm okay. Okay. I will try it. I will try to eat intuitively. And she starts pursuing that on her own. And how, how do we like let them in on the fact that they aren't going to be lost forever, scrambling with their weight and they are going to hit that natural set point or whatever I know that there is kind of like mixed emotions about set points so maybe I shouldn't say that but you know what I'm saying like your healthful weight in which you can live sustainably the life that you want you can eat the way that feels best in your body you can move the way that feels best in your body and you're not and you can sleep <laughs> I think people mm-hmm. we mentioned that a lot of people like don't factor sleep in to their whole like everything <laughs> the way that their body functions the way that their appetite functions the way that their metabolism functions but how can we let them know or how would you let them know that everything mm. will be okay and that mm. the, the weight doesn't matter but if that's what they're stressed about to let them know that it's not going to be 
the issue, you know, once mm-hmm. you do finally stop dieting and kind of incorporate real food? Yeah. Okay. That's a great question. Thank you for asking that. Um, so for someone in that place, you really have to look at your results of dieting and really get honest with yourself. What has your life been like since you've been diet hopping back and forth, back and forth, or you've been restricting or you've had an eating disorder? Um, what is your body like in that? Like many of my clients, even within that, like their digestion is super off and they have no energy and yeah, maybe they lost weight, but they don't feel good. Right. Mm -hmm. And so really get honest with yourself of like, how are you really feeling? Uh, because again, we need to get out of the mind that just is looking at appearance and we need to get real with ourselves and say, but really, how am I feeling? Um, and if you get really honest with yourself, and I'm not saying everyone will be in this place because maybe you do feel great, right? And then, mm-hmm. cool. But if you're in a space where you're like, you know what? No, I've had enough of this. It's it's hell, mentally or physically. It's just, I don't want to do it anymore. Then you really have to be in a place of sticking to that, right? And just saying, okay, I'm going to take the next step. And really, the the thing that can keep you on it is knowing that you never have to go back to that old restrictive deprivation space. Um, You always get to love yourself. And maybe that does mean going on a cleanse for a week or whatever. Like there's nothing wrong with that if it's coming from a place of true unconditional self-love and self-care. And that's really the space that you get to work toward um, where you get to so you know, when you drop all of the deprivation, you start a process of body wisdom. You start understanding how your own body works, what makes you feel good, what makes you feel tired, what makes you bloated, and all of that. You get really clear through experimentation. And this is hard for a lot of people, but it's the best thing that you can do because from that space of body wisdom um, and infusing in the process a ton of self-love, grounding, self-care, then later on in your life, you can move forward with practices that, um, in terms of your eating, that that nourish your body and that maybe cleanse your body or give you a certain result, but it comes from that deeper place of, of true self-love and there's no diet mentality attached to it. It's just pure service to yourself. Yeah, and it's okay to not feel like for those of you out there that hear the word cleanse and panic a little, it's okay to not be in that place in which you can do something like that with love. If you feel like you cannot, don't attempt mm-hmm. it because it can set you mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not, that mm-hmm. can, it can help you for sure if you have been like bloated for weeks and you're like, all right, maybe I'm not feeling right. awesome. And you are like kind of in a groove with what makes you feel good anyway. And you want to try something new. I personally don't see anything wrong with trying something new from a place of love um, or curiosity. You know, like I feel like that's kind of the that's the only way that my diet ever changes these days is from a place of self-love. And it's it's more of like a place of fun. It's a place of curiosity of like maybe I should try incorporating this or maybe taking that out and seeing how I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, But absolutely. And. Yeah, I mean, just to get really vulnerable and open because we all love to hear how <laughs> each other each other's pains. I honestly attempted a cleanse. Maybe like I was into body wisdom and intuitive eating and letting go of like all the craziness that I had around 
cleansing and food um, for probably like a year. And then I attempted a cleanse and it was not pretty. Like I just, I went back into my, my mind just went into, oh my gosh, we're not eating, we're restricting. And so it just, it's not pretty when you do that. So Mm -hmm. really be honest with yourself and don't attempt that unless one, I would say you have support, um, or two, you're in a space mentally that you can really support yourself. Yeah, that's true. And I will go there too. Um, after last week, whenever I, you know, I'm still going through my miscarriage that I've spoken on, on the blog and stuff. Um, I, I kind of did the same thing. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just nourish the shit out of my body this week. I'm just going to be like, I'm going to be, I'm going to eat so clean and not like in a, not in like abysmal way, not in like a, because you're, you know, you're not worth all the junk food or whatever. I don't really eat junk food anyway. And it's hard for me. I feel like when I do go through struggles sometimes to be like, to be, to be like way more realistic with myself. But yeah, I just, I ended up just being like, okay, maybe this week is not the week. <laughs> you know, you're feeling yeah. all these feelings anyway. And maybe this is going to add to your pile of things yeah. to stress over. And it, mm-hmm. cause it's just made everything hard anyway. Like this week, everything is stressful anyway. So to add something <laughs> when it comes to like, walking into the kitchen I don't want to feel that way so within like the first day I was like oh oh even these dark chocolate chips that have some refined sugar in them even though it's organic and fair trade dark chocolate has a little bit of sugar I'm not gonna freak out about that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I'm just that's oh yeah I wasn't gonna eat any sugar this week or any fruit well guess what I'm going to and I'm not gonna deal with that like I'm not going Mm -hmm. to put that on my plate Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, figure, and figuratively. That's, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's really a beautiful place to be in because you get to, and that's this is really a place where I want all of my clients to be too. And it's just like this place where you get to flow with life and, and you get to understand that it's not always the way that you want it to be. And things come up and you don't have the same options in in specific places of the world and all of that like and you need to be able to know yourself enough to flow in and out of different ways of eating and different ways of self-care and all of that um and that's really a beautiful thing to be able to come in and out you know like ritual is beautiful but for someone who eats the same thing for breakfast lunch and dinner every single day and they're neurotic about it and all of that then what's going to happen when they can't do that one mm-hmm. day you know and so we really need to be in that place of being able to to flow and i think that a lot of that too has to do with like it's all we get to come back to physical health, mental health, all that. It, a lot of it has to do with being in the mental space where it's okay. It's okay to fluctuate, um, but also the physical space of you know getting back to like a greater digestive power and um, being able to digest more foods and all that because. You know, a lot of my clients come to me and they have a very specific diet and they can't, their digestion is not optimal. Mm -hmm. And so we want to amp that up and bring the fire back there so that they can be in that space of flow as well. Yeah. And you were talking about all these different food things and I have neglected to mention, but this is kind of where this all stemmed out of. 
um, from you addressing, you know, your readers and your audience and discussing about how everyone who could be dealing with this stuff and kind of like what I was even just saying, like, I'm even in a good place and I still have these times where I'm like, you know, I'm going to set myself up to fail today. You know what I mean? On accident. You know, I'm like, oh, this today I'm going to do all this stuff because I, I need to and it'll make me feel good and clean and awesome. And then I go for it and then I'm like stressed and anxious and I'm like, okay, maybe this is not my thing. Mm. But you, you, you are offering your food body reset and i've been mm-hmm. i've been it up in there i'm like okay hold on looking at this <laughs> i'm like maybe i need somebody to help me right now but i would love for you to just kind of tell everybody a little bit about that and I'm, i know we kind of talked about everything it's but, good we're, we're all in it yeah okay so yeah i would love for you to just kind of break that down for everyone to understand that it's tangible for them to make changes and you're offering them this amazing deal Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the reason why this, it's basically an ebook bundle with two different recipe books, one big kind of reset book with the meal plan and a lot of health information that you can use. And then, um, and then a, a resource book for ingredients and a buying guide. So it's kind of like everything. And basically the way, the reason why this came about two reasons. Number one is that a lot of the women that go through my program, Food Body Peace, um, they spend four months really working on mentality and relationship to food and um, creating more confidence and self-love in, in themselves. But then at the end of that, when they have all of that, they're ready to like also like feel really, really good in their bodies, right? And they're mm-hmm. they're wanting more guidance with food. They're wanting more... Um, help with their nutrition and so and I saw that in myself like as well when I after a really long time just solely getting into intuitive eating and kind of playing it by ear around food I felt like okay wait now like I actually not about weight but like I want to digest better and I want my skin to glow and I want to feel vibrant and all of that. And so that's why I was like, oh, okay, I'm in a space now. Mm-hmm. I, I like got through all that mental funk. Now I can actually like, okay, I'm going to really take care of myself. Um, so that's why the books were created. They were also created because um, kind of a selfish reason. <laughs> but uh, I really love to do more like the soul work and mindset and belief work and uh, expression work and authentic relating work with my clients and so I w- wanted to make that package to be like here here's all the nutrition stuff <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. so we can work on the other deeper stuff so yeah I am so excited I think I'm actually gonna get it um, because I just I because I, I'm so curious <laughs> I'm just so like because I already I know so much about you and I just, yeah, I just would love to incorporate more of your, especially your tonic recipes and, oh my gosh, your elixirs. Um, for those <laughs> That's of you. That's what everyone is so excited about. Yeah. Like, everyone is like, I cannot wait to, and people are uh, making the tonics and tagging me. And I get so excited because <laughs> honestly, tonics are one of my favorite things to make ever because one, they're super, super fast. Like mm-hmm. put 
tea or water in a blender with herbs and spices and sweetener and superfoods and blend it to make like a delicious drink. Um, but other than that, like they're so uh, like nourishing and satiating and it's so comforting to like sit down. I mean like everyone loves, you know, most people who can't cut a coffee habit, like they just like the ritual of it, like in the morning sitting down to a cup of coffee, super nice. So yeah, the tonics, there's like a turmeric, like a special turmeric tonic, a strong as heck chai and caramel latte and uh, peppermint patty, hot chocolate. There's just so many. They're really, really delicious. You need to do an ebook about how to quit drinking coffee, (laughs) (laughs) like how to get through it. Cause that's like, I've done it. Like, so like I've cut back. Whenever I was pregnant, I cut back a lot. But then it's just like, it's so difficult. I don't know what I'm afraid of. Like, I'm sure I could do it. What headaches? Just replace one of the tonics. Okay, I'm gonna just going to have to do it. Because I want to know what I feel like without caffeine. Like, I don't even know anymore. Because when I was a teenager, like, in my dieting stuff, I was super into Diet Coke. And then, like, which is nasty, everyone I know. And then I got into, like, Starbucks was cool. And then... And then it just never ended. I mean, I don't drink Starbucks anymore, but it it went to like, ooh, yeah, we're going to go to like craft coffee and like Nashville. And it's just, it's, I don't really, I don't drink alcohol really. So my caffeine is the one thing, but okay. Well, <laughs> I, is there anything else that you, that you're coming up with right now that you'd love to talk about that I have not covered? Mm. I didn't well, mention your diet-free manifesto, which I was going to talk about, but that's okay. People can go check, find it on the website. Okay, cool. I'm not afraid of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do. Well, I think we covered so many things, which is amazing. Um, and there is a really exciting offering that I am crafting up for 2017, but I don't want to spill the beans on it just yet. Okay. Um, so just. For everyone who's listening, if you like the energy of this and what I'm into and inspired about, uh, just stick around. And I have a bunch of free ebooks on my site that will guide your journey into more body peace and ease. And so um, get those, and then you'll stay in the loop. But it's going to be amazing, and I'm really expanding into a place of supporting women in. Uh, really just like living their best, most expanded conscious lives. So it doesn't have to be only about food. So it's just, yeah, yeah, bigger, bigger and better and brighter. And you guys, she just said free, okay? (laughs) She also said free. So she has a bunch of stuff, but she also said free. So if you're out there like, oh, I can never get any help. She has has tools available for you. I have like like three awesome free ebooks on my site so just go to carlymorgangross.com and you'll find them i just want to let you know that i feel like what you offer what you're offering just your authentic self mm-hmm. and how you help people is so unique <laughs> like it's i feel like there's like because we talk about and i've seen i've seen you mention like comparison is the thief of joy but there is like 
I hope you never compare yourself to anyone because it mm-hmm. is just, it's so, what you have to offer is just so powerful and so rich. It's, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's so, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just so expansive. Do you know what I mean? It's so, but not like in a confusing way. Like, I feel like I can be kind of confusing because <laughs> I'm like a musician and a podcaster and I do food and it's all just everything. But, and that's could be considered expansive, but I feel like everything, you could actually change someone's mm. entire life. And I'm mm. sure you do. And I just, I think it's amazing. I think you're mm. so cool. You're Thank you so much. That was such a beautiful, amazing reflection. And I'm so, so, so grateful for you uh, seeing that and sharing that. And um, yeah, I'm really, really, really grateful. And I think you're absolutely amazing too. And if anyone's listening to this, the way that we actually got connected was, I think I messaged I messaged her being like, I said something. And then she was like, oh, my gosh, you know who you I You know am. I exist? <laughs> fangirl. We both fangirled over each other. It was yeah. so cool. It was like my dream come true. <laughs> I love it. I was so pumped because I had heard you on, I don't even know where you even first popped up on my radar, but it was a long time ago. And then I heard you again on Maddie Moon's podcast. And then I just, I don't know. I must have been Katie Dalebout like a long time ago. Oh, yeah, that I, like three yeah. years ago. Yeah, that you popped up for me, and then you've just been kind of floating there for a while. But then, <laughs> then, the, then, then now it's like it's intense, intense love. <laughs> We're connecting, guys. Yeah. Um, I am. I mean, I'm moving to the beach soon. <laughs> no, I'm not, but I would love to. Okay. Um. Well, do, do you want to go into the quick fire questions? Yeah. Sure. Okay. I always get scared about these, but okay, these are seriously so, and I don't, I'm not like saying this in a detrimental way, but they're pretty dumb and uh, not all of them, not all of them, but like the goofy ones are kind of dumb. I need to override them somehow, but I, I just haven't had the time. To- nope. I don't say that. I, I, I don't say <laughs> I haven't had the time. Guys, I haven't said that in forever. <gasps> um, sorry. I like to own my time and everyone has the same amount of time and I just haven't prioritized it to change these questions. Um, love that catch. Whoa. That one was almost, that was almost very old me. Um, (laughs) okay. (laughs) So name three things you've accomplished this week. Mm, Three things that I've accomplished this week. Okay. The outline for my newest course, which is super exciting. Yeah. Um, two acupuncture sessions which was a huge accomplishment Mm. because I actually hurt my sacrum and so I'm in like rest mode so yeah so that's been really good um and what else did I accomplish this week um there's probably it's like one of those things that there's probably a zillion things and yeah uh, the simpler the better one more uh thing well, I'll just say um, a couple really amazing coaching calls with women with some awesome breakthroughs. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Awesome. That's always so good. I can feel it. I can feel that energy. That's good. That makes me smile. Um, so what would you like to see more of in the world? Expression. Hmm. Like just... I guess any type of expression. Any type of expression, <laughs> like like expression from mostly from the people who are afraid to express themselves. Yes. That's like, yeah. Everybody can do it, okay? Okay, yeah. so what's something your inner <laughs> critic always tells you and what can you say back? And it can be something that it used to tell you. Mm, 
Um, something that still pops up for me and that used to tell me a lot is that I'm too young or that I look too young to run a business or to have my own business or to do what I'm doing in the world. But mm-hmm. um, I usually squash that one, as you probably know, but it definitely still pops up. <laughs> uh, that happens to me because did you know I'm 22? Oh, you are. I am. So it oh. happens to me a lot. But yeah, yeah I shut that shit it. down. We're, we're old souls. I know. I know. I don't know how old you are, but you don't have to tell me. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I like, I don't know. I, I hate that. I mean, even with what I recently dealt with, the whole, well, you're so young. Like, you have so much time to get pregnant. And I'm like, guys, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I mean, I guess it does to some people that are like in their 50s and really want a baby. Okay, I get it. I get that. But just in general, it doesn't, Um, it can kind of, not dumb down, but kind of, what is the word kind of just like take away from to some people what it or even just to our consciences that we have to shut that down that um I don't know we're just not ready or something Mm -hmm. or we're not we can't we have no authority to tell anybody anything um anyway let's go to the funny questions (laughs) okay so what would your superhero name be and what would your power be am I what would my what what would your power be Oh, (laughs) Um, well, my power would be to see into other people's lives and be able, like, I guess, psychic abilities. I would love that to be, to, like, really help guide people into their paths. So that would be that. And my name, that is the hardest question Ever. <laughs> I know. It's kind of a bad one. <laughs> um oh, I feel like I feel like it's one of those questions when you know when you find those one of those things online and they're like, What is your name? And it says to pick like your birthday and then it tells you like sexy uh yeah, cloud or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I guess I'm sexy cloud. Perfect. Sexy cloud. Read your mind. <laughs> you read your mind, the drop of a dime. Um <laughs> Okay, so I know that you you have a bunch of funky foods that you like, which some and I do too. I, I like your funky foods, like powders and things like that. <laughs> and some people are probably like, "Ew!" But what's one food that you hate? Like gag, gross. One food that I hate. Like, are you? Do you hate pickles? I like. I know you like sauerkraut. I love sauerkraut. Um, I would say. Well, I don't like eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one for me. Okay, well, I'll just tell you what I hate right now, and that is bone broth. Because for a while there, I was like, I need to eat bone broth because it's so healthy. Yeah. And the last time I made it, I and I was drinking it, I was just like, this literally tastes like throw up. So, Ew. Oh, and, oh, also olive oil. I can't really eat olive oil anymore. It kind of makes me nauseous because um, – one time or a lot of times in the past I did liver flushes and you have to drink like half a cup of olive oil and the no. last time I did one I threw up a lot so now it just reminds me of throw up. Ew <laughs> oh my gosh gross. Sorry everyone. No it's okay <laughs> even thinking about drinking it makes me just feel gross. Yeah. Okay so what's your weirdest obsession or oh. or habit? It can be either. Sometimes it's hard for people to pick. My weirdest obsession or habit Hmm. Oh, 
well, I guess this works. I have these, um, they're like these Yamuna balls. They're called Yamuna balls. They're kind of like, you know how people do those rollers? Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of like that, but it's a ball shape. And it's um, like I will spend like hours every day rolling on it because it's like cracks my back. I feel like I'm getting acupuncture and a chiropractic adjustment all at the same time. So oh my gosh. I'm feeling like stagnant. I just whip out my balls. Which whip out my balls. I just whip out my balls and I feel so much better. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> but but <there's, laughs> I just can't say anything else about these Yamuna balls for the Whipping rest. Whipping out my balls. Um. <laughs> That's going to be like when you send this podcast out, you're going to say in quotations, you want to watch this because Carly whips out her balls. Whips out her balls. It'll be like the um, in the intro, like the one quote that changes everything. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm not. I won't. I'm going to pick something else. <laughs> um, well, I feel like we could literally – I have so many questions about like – like everything about more mainly about chakras and different things that energy work stuff like that but we'll have to just do it again sometime yeah definitely well thank you for coming on the show you're so welcome it was my pleasure i had so much fun